0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. But for now, we hope you enjoy this message from our guest minister. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. So this morning in the time that we have, I want to talk to you about the best way that I can minister to a dad or a mom or a child is what I'm going to talk to you about today. A great dad is the fruit of a healed life. A great mother is the fruit of a healed life. A great child is the fruit of a healed life. If you get saved and do not get healed, then you become a dangerous Christian because a person who is sick on the inside spreads disease. Every time that you are wounded or hurt or ill on the inside in any way, you can become out of balance, you become infectious And you begin to spread those things inside you that have not yet been healed. So God, our father, is a healer. The first thing on his agenda for me and you is to start fixing the things inside of us that are broken. We have had things broken by our parents. We have had things broken by our friends. We have had things broken by our enemies. We've had things broken by our frenemies. All of that. Leads to the same thing dysfunction, pain, hurt, abuse, betrayal, uh, selfishness, brutality, and abuses of every kind. If in your home you are in pain today, you are in the right place for the Holy Spirit to come this morning, stretch out his hand over you, and heal you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight, we're ministering on how to become a healer. Because the whole reason you got saved is first to get well, but second, to make people well. You'll never be happy as long as you're the one always needing help. There has to come a time in your life when you become a healer. You yourself become a healer. You are created by God to heal things. All right. Every one of you has been given by God healing gifts and healing abilities. Now, I have done this for 46 years, so I have gathered over 57 types of healing gifts that are in the body of Christ, and many of you have one to 10 of those, and tonight, we're going to pray for every single person, lay hands on you, we're going to release those gifts that are inside you, and we're going to impart the ones that are not there, but we're going to talk to you about how to become a healer tonight. What time is that, Pastor? Seven. Seven. seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. And uh, it's very critical because it's a turning point in life. However, you cannot be a healer until you have been healed. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. Let's see if we can get anybody healed this morning from what's happened in our lives. Is that okay with you? All right. Notice this. Have you ever been angry at somebody? Did you say when you were angry at them? Oh, I love you so much. You're so amazing. Gosh, I just love spending time with you. I don't know, you just make me feel so great. Right now as I'm raging and want to murder you, I just feel the peace of God. I feel the love of God. It's fantastic to be around you. You're so beautiful. Is that what you say when you're hurt and when you're in pain? Notice that until you get healed, you normally speak to people you love from your pain. Anytime you speak out of your pain, you're going to abuse somebody with your language. Satan's goal is for you to become his spokesman to your family. As a dad, he wants you to be angry so you can abuse, verbally abuse your children and wreck their identity that God is trying to create on the inside of them. He wants you as parents to argue in front of your children so that you will pass on that as an inheritance to their marriage and to their children. God, on the other hand, says no. We're going to heal you. We're going to repair you. We're going to take the bleeding out of you. We're going to take the infections out of you. We're going to take the pain out of you. We're going to take the hurt out of you so that you can speak in love and so that kindness will come out of your personality. One, for example, of the healing gifts that some of you have and some of you will have is healing people with your personality. Some people, just the way they are, heal you simply by being around them because their personality reminds you of Jesus. Just being around them makes you feel healed. Others of you don't have a personality. And then some of you have up to 70 and 80 personalities which need to be exercised out of you. Right? Because you can make a person sick by your personality. If you have witchcraft in your personality, you will intimidate, control, manipulate, and dominate people. Because witchcraft is in your personality. Your personality has not been healed. That's good. Praise the Lord. Amen. You don't want people seeing you coming and take off in another direction. Say, oh my gosh, here they come. Let's get out of here. And you certainly don't want them looking at you and they start praying in tongues or something like, oh, my God. (laughs) So we need healed people. A sick man cannot make people well. A sick woman cannot make people well. Any area of our life that we do not let God heal becomes the food our children have to feast on. We don't want our children feasting on our pain, our hurt, our wounds, and our brokenness. We want God to heal us. In order for God to heal you today, you've got to let your armor down. You've got to take your armor down. You have got to open your chest, pull your heart out, and put it in front of the face of God, and say, "God, here is my heart that I have armored up and protected because I haven't let anybody near me in so many years because I don't want to be hurt by anybody anymore, and I don't know how to handle that kind of pain, and it makes me a crazy person." Are any of you crazy? Hmm? Look, look at each other and say, "Are you crazy?" Let me give you just one advice for marriage. Just one, one secret of marriage. Never do crazy at the same time. That is the secret of a great marriage. Take turns on the crazy. Here is what's beautiful. There are no basket cases in Christianity. Meaning what? Meaning this. The worst of you. Those of you that are the most abused. Most broken most used up, most betrayed, most stabbed in the back, most violated, those of you that have been treated the worst in your life, in the most um, worst imaginable ways, anytime God heals something in you, he leaves the healing power inside you that heals you, meaning that those of you that have the worst problems end up with the biggest ministry. Did you hear what I just said? I thought that was pretty cool. It is. I, I thought that deserved to be like a shout or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Maybe it makes me feel good. I don't know. But think about it. You're messed up. God finds you that way. He heals you. Let's say you're crazy. And God heals you of being crazy today. Now you have the healing virtue that heals crazy in you. You can now go pray for crazy people and they get healed and delivered. That's how this works, ladies and gentlemen. You can only give what you have received. You can only be healed by what has healed you and through what has healed you. So this morning, let's walk through our healing and see what God can do if you want Him to do it. Praise the Lord. How many of you want God to heal your life? Think about the pain in your life. First thing that God heals, Luke chapter 10 Notice this, Jesus replied and said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers. They stripped him and beat him and left him for dead. Four things that happen to everybody. First, you fall into the hands of thieves. Meaning as soon as you're born, somebody starts stealing something from you. Secondly, you, everybody gets beaten by somebody. Verbal beatings, physical beatings, emotional beatings, sexual beatings. Many people go through very terrible things where they're physically abused and in all these other ways as well. Then stripped. Many people, most all of us here have been stripped of something, our dignity, our self-respect, our innocence, our ability to trust people, our ability to believe in anybody, our ability to believe that there are even good people left. All this is stripping that takes place. And then abandonment. Everybody probably here today has felt abandoned by someone in your life. I, for example, my father was not married to my mother. I didn't know that until about 10 years ago. That was a big surprise to me. But I realized, wait a second, my mom and dad weren't even married. I, I, I realized I had the most terrible dad in the whole world. It damaged my entire life. He left by the time I was nine years old. I never saw him again. This damaged me on the inside. Whatever you do as a dad today, make sure your children know that whatever hell your family may go through, you're never going anywhere. Let them know. It doesn't matter what happens. I am your dad. I will die your dad and I will be in your life till you die or till I die. I will be in your life. Praise God. Don't be a runaway dad. And if you've run away from your children, call them up and repent and apologize and try to get back in their lives. Is that okay? Praise the Lord. Would you look at somebody, put your hand on them like this. Just put your hand on the person next to you and say these words. Say, listen. I'm believing right now. You're going to lose 25 pounds right now in this service. Boom. Just boom. The weight is just flying off your cheeks. They're going to sink in by the end of the service. Your pants will be falling off. Come on, everybody wave your hands. I love this preacher. My God, this is the way you preach. Weight loss and miracles of transformation. So let's begin with wounds and hurts. This is a powerful thing. To be wounded and to be hurt. Wounds don't heal themselves. Inner wounds don't just go away with time. Wounds require an intervention. You have been wounded by someone in your life. If you've been divorced, you were wounded. If you've been left by a dad or a mom, you've been wounded. If you've ever loved anybody and they betrayed you in any way, you've been wounded. You've been hurt in your life And that's why we are so shy and backwards and hidden and unavailable emotionally because we are still walking around with these wounds and hurts and underneath we are terrified of people. Unless God heals us, we can never be healers because we have got to be willing to be hurt in order to heal. And unless God puts supernatural strength in you, you realize at one point, wait a second, you cannot hurt me anymore. You cannot wound me anymore because my heart has been filled with the love of God. It is the armor of God and I am no longer afraid of your language or your words or your behavior. You can hate me and it will not affect me anymore like it used to crush me, break me down and want to make me jump off a bridge. None of that is gonna to happen to you once you're healed. Your insides, the bleeding, and the infections are leaving you right now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Would you put your hands right here and say these words I receive healing, I receive healing for, every for, every for every wound in my life and every hurt, every hurt. from people that love, me people that, love me, people that hate me, people that hate me, from friends, from, friends, from strangers. And from my family. Healing is my portion. I will not be wounded. I will not walk around hurt. I will bless people. Remember this ladies and gentlemen of the jury. That every wound that God heals. Becomes a medicine you're able to distribute. God turns your wounds into medicine. Let's thank God for those that don't wound us. Amen. Can you just say thank you, God. thank you, God? Thank God for the Jesus people that come in your life. Amen. And all your life, however they do it, I don't know. They just don't hurt you. There's so much like Jesus that they just know how to walk around and with you. They know how to walk in your pain, around your pain, through your pain, and with your pain without creating pain. That is a beautiful human being, and that's where God is taking us. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody and say, that's right. Because notice, you don't want to be revenge driven. Revenge driven people are that way because they're afraid of being continually hurt. At some point, you have got to stop fearing being hurt. Once you're not afraid of being hurt because you cannot be hurt because you understand the nature of people, now you're able to stand with them while they say ugly things and it no longer wounds you because you know the source of the ugliness. You know that's not coming from the Lord. That's coming from the devil. I'm not going to take it personal. And I'm going to be right here. You're not driving me away. Praise Praise God. Would you go ahead and hug somebody and say you're not driving me away. Look at the person behind you and say these words. I believe you're going to pay my house off. Come on, let's all believe it right now. Let's say, I love this. Oh, what a church service we had. Woo, somebody. Look at somebody and say, you're paying my house off. I just feel the Lord telling me. I got a word of knowledge. What a great service we had today. Sioux Falls. My house is paid off by a total stranger. (laughs) Or you could go for the car or just pay off the children. Praise the Lord. (laughs) In the Bible, there's a lot of words. There are words for healing, words for wholeness, words for mending, words for cure, words for restoration, words for redemption, words for soundness. And these are the actual definitions. And this is what happens when God heals you. This is the actual anatomy, the footsteps of the Holy Spirit within you healing your life. This is what's going on as I studied those words. Got all the meanings, put them together for you. I'm not going to give you all the Greek and Hebrew and all those things. I'm just giving you what the Holy Spirit's doing. This is what the word healed and healing and all those. This is what it means. To mend by stitching. So the Holy Spirit is working on you your entire life to mend you by stitching you together with pieces of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the thread that closes the womb. It means to pour in the cures of Calvary. When God heals you, he takes the victories of Calvary, pours them on the inside of you, and all of a sudden where you were weak and broken, you are now strong and stable and solid and able to minister to other people. It means to remove the rotting parts of your life. That's what it means to be healed. To remove the rotting pieces that are inside. It means to renew the unusable parts of your life. It means to recreate something divine from something worthless. It means to renew by transporting you to heaven. And it also means to surround you with immunity. So, when God heals you, you have immunity from being hurt and wounded in that way again. You're always going to get rejected. You're always going to have people say bad things to you. If you drive on the highway, somebody's going to cuss you out or throw the finger at you. You've got to get to a point where you don't throw it back and you don't cuss them out back. Just a suggestion. You don't want to give them your peace and have them drive off with it. They're total strangers. Yeah. One day the Lord told me that. He said, you just gave your peace away to a stranger. They're two miles ahead of you. How are you going to get it back? I said, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Don't do that again. Now somebody almost kills me. I just praise God. I'm keeping my peace. You may wreck my car, but I'm keeping my peace. Otherwise, we'll go crazy. Think about it. How easily you are affected by the imperfections of the people around you makes you a victim to every imperfect person that ever passes by you. Say, I will not be wounded. I will not, wounded. I will not, act, wounded. I will not act wounded. I receive my healing. I receive my healing. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You want to keep going? Okay, so think about that. The second thing that God heals, we saw wounds and hurts, is trauma. Trauma is the sudden unexpected invasion of violence in your life. This happens, for example, if someone loses a child. This is trauma. If someone finds out their mate has been unfaithful. If someone is assaulted sexually... By a stranger or a friend or a parent. This is great trauma. Some people can't recover from it because it's traumatic. It renders their, cycles, their, their brain and their mind. It paralyzes them and cripples them from functioning in society. So what the Holy Spirit does as you spend time with him as a father. And he fathers you. He removes the trauma from your soul mind-willed emotions, and from your spirit, he pours in oil and wine and begins to heal you. Once you're healed of trauma, you become a healer of trauma. Now you can sit in front of something terrible that's happened to somebody and know what to say or what not to say. Know what to do or what not to do. You become healing yourself because trauma is so powerful. That it destroys people. Some people never recover from it. But we do not have that kind of walk with God. We can recover from what has happened to us. Whatever it is. These children have had more trauma than most most of you have. 90% of these kids have been violated in their life. And some of them have been sold by their own relatives Some of them have been violated by their own relatives, and some of them have had children by their own relatives. That's trauma. And if it happens every day for years after year after year, and you have nothing to say about it, imagine what that does to your identity. So how do you heal a person? You heal their identity. You you tell them what God thinks about them. Once a man or a woman believes they're priceless, they begin to live the life they were created to live minus the hurt, the pain, and the abuse. Say, that's the life I want to live. I don't want my past to define my future. Praise the Lord. Thirdly is the healing of bitterness. Bitterness is dwelling or marinating inside The rotting corpse of unforgiveness. Bitterness comes when somebody does something bad to you or somebody you love, and you hold on to the bitterness. You think about it, you talk about it, you spread it to other people, and this is the topic of your conversation. You then begin to have dreams about it. That person now, though gone, still lives with you. They're at the table eating food, they're in your car when you drive around. They're everywhere you go. They are controlling your thoughts, your emotions. Your entire world is defined by the bitterness that has grown into roots inside of you. And now that bitterness is beginning to come off of you and onto the children and people you love. Bitterness is not just for you. It's meant to defile everybody in your entire family. You cannot tolerate bitterness even for one Hour. You must take the sword and cut it off at the root or you will become a person that nobody likes, nobody wants to be around, nobody trusts, nobody wants to talk to. There will be no one in your family that wants to be around you and sooner or later you will be alone. Because that's what bitterness does. It's cancer of the soul. So let's put our hands right here. And say these words, I forgive every person in my life that has caused bitterness. All the ugly things they have brought to me, I forgive them of those. I forgive them for what they said and how they've treated me and how they've treated the people I love. I will no longer be their victim. I will not be their slave emotionally or mentally or in any way in my life. I send forgiveness because I need it. I don't want to become the slave of the people I refuse to forgive. Instead, I release myself from bitterness. When bitterness is healed, ladies and gentlemen, Love begins to flow freely. How do you know a man or a woman is not bitter? Because they flow in love. Being around those people, you realize, wow, these people are not all encased in themselves. They're not just hidden. You talk to them, but they're not really there because their pain has created a cocoon that shelters them and protects them from everybody. People that are healed of bitterness... Love everybody. They go out of their way. They don't walk in fear. They're not intimidated. They step out of themselves. They start walking to people. They start caring about people. They're not afraid of being rejected. Because the poison that made them hurt and angry and bitter is out of their system. Now they have become free-flowing lovers of people. And what is the most self-healing thing you can do? is to love somebody you always hated. That's what's going to heal you the most. The day you're able to love the people you have hated is the day you are a free man and a free woman and it is the day that you are no longer able to be made a slave of other people's actions. Are you here? Look at somebody right now and say, okay, well, I forgive everybody then. Praise the Lord. Would you turn to somebody and say, could you just give me $100? I have no reason for that. I would just like you to do it. Then you have... Uh, sick ideas. Because of time, I'm skipping a lot of the scripture, but I just want you to know that I do have it all. Uh, but sick ideas are a terrible thing. The Bible is very clear that we're not supposed to believe the sick ideas that man comes up with. A man who was filled with, filled with lust was sitting out in the woods. And he said, I've got to find a way to have as many wives as I can and have God's blessing. So he invented and said, an angel came to me and spoke to me and told me that we can have all the wives we want. And so he ended up with 60-something wives and started the Mormon church. 60-something wives. If you look at it online, you will find that over five of those wives... We're 12 years old. That's pedophiles. Now is anybody with me so far? Never have mercy on what can defile your children. Love hates anything that hurts. So you and I have got to hate sick ideas. A sick idea is any idea that makes God bad. That makes the Bible sick. Or that makes the love of God impure. The love of God is not impure. The love of God does not molest children. It does not say, you know, God understands. So I'm going to have seven wives. The love of God does not break people's hearts. The love of God does not reject anyone. The love of God is loving and kind and unbiased. That's the love of God. But the love of God is not perverted. It is not sick. It is not immoral. And you can never get well once you have a sick idea about God. If you're going to have a healed life, you've got to get rid of your sick ideas that Satan put in you. For example, God doesn't love you because of the bad things you've done. That's a sick idea. God can't use you because you were a drug dealer. That's a sick idea. God will never anoint you Because you were a prostitute. Don't you understand that some of the greatest preachers were prostitutes? God heals people. That's his love. He restores people. He's a healer of the sick ideas that come into our minds. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's a sick idea. So as you come near God, what will God do through the Holy Spirit? He will begin to invade your ideas. Every idea that says, hey, you can get high. Just get high. Sleep with anybody you want. Do anything you want. Uh, it, nothing bad is going to happen. That is a sick idea, ladies and gentlemen. That is a sick idea. Preachers today on TV are telling people things that are stealing from people the fear of God. Once you don't fear doing something against God, then you begin to practice it and it takes you over. So remember that a sick idea, and here's the, the thing God told me when I was young. I'd only been saved maybe two or three years. He said the most dangerous person in the world Is a good person with a bad idea. So when you go to church and you feel challenged by the ministry. Don't just reject it because it's not your idea. Say wait a second. Holy Spirit are you challenging my idea? Because I didn't have that idea what he just said. Is that a biblical idea? Is my idea wrong? Because if I have a bad idea it's going to make my children sick. If I tell my children, God doesn't mind if we smoke reefers, let's get high. It's going to be a problem. Because your children are going to get high, and then they're going to take cocaine, and they're going to take other things, and then terrible things will happen to them because you had a sick idea. You can't just say, I'm not going to, I'm going to get divorced. I don't like my wife. Look, I don't know what to tell you. There's no upgrades. <laughs> I'm sorry, what you got is what you got. That's the enchilada you're going to have to, you know, chew on. That's it. You can, you know, you can, up, you know, exchange bodies, some, some parts or something. But for the most part, that's it. You, you gain weight, you gain weight. You know, praise the Lord. You got to love them when they're skinny. You got to love them when they're not. Say, My God, you're beautiful today. Hallelujah. The closer you get to God, the more beauty comes out of you. All of a sudden, because you have been healed, you brush your teeth now. All of a sudden, you get healed and you don't scratch yourself in public. It's an amazing thing that happens. You don't have gas in front of people. Especially without admitting it because you actually care you say you know i have gas today very bad gas so i'm not going to be in the home today i'm going to stand at the door all day out of love for the family i watch tv from here darling i can't sleep with you tonight i have very bad gas it will kill you while you're sleeping. <laughs> and if you're too dignified to hear what I'm saying, just remember religion chokes on freedom. Amen. Religious people can't laugh about reality. We don't live in a bubble. Reality is, if you're sick on the inside, God's committed to make you well. That's good. Thank you. The final thought, because of time is rejection. Rejection is a terrible thing. I don't believe there's anyone in this room that has not been continually rejected. I don't know, but most people, from my experience now, after 46 years of ministering to people, most people have been treated like a freak at one time or another. So the job of Christianity and the love of God is to make all people feel loved and accepted. Remember, there's no racists in heaven. No one goes to heaven who is a racist because you cannot hate people for the color of their skin and go to heaven. Whether the color is black or white or brown or red or yellow or rainbow. You can't hate anybody. Praise the Lord. When you get healed, you don't hate anybody. You love everybody. Now, don't get me wrong, and you're going to freak out with what I'm going to say. There's nothing unusual about hating people you know. See what I thought, some of you don't know if you should laugh or shouldn't laugh because oh my God, what, 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 what? It's totally normal to feel hatred towards people who molest these children. It happens to me all the time. But I get on my knees. I said, God, I'm not going to let this grow into anything. I truly hate these people. If they were here today, I think I would hit them in the mouth or want to kill them. However, I know that's my fleshly nature. So I'm getting on my knees, God, and I'm not going to get up until you take this ugly, murderous feeling off of me. But I do want to murder right now. (laughs) But to hate somebody who you don't even know, because of how they look. Praise the Lord. Look at three people and say, you look beautiful. Say, you're amazing. I had a DNA test done here a couple of months back. I've always been Mexican and Scottish. That's it. I'm totally wrong. Yeah, totally wrong. Everything I ever wanted to be, my mother gave me. My father's Scottish and Irish. But my mother, ooh, she gave me the enchilada, let me tell you. Mm. 20% Native American. Hey, 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 I I don't know what to tell you. I've I've prayed that way all my life. I just feel the anointing when I do it. But anyway, Ivan is flipping out. Jewish. I'm Jewish. Oh, my gosh. I have black blood in there. Oh, my gosh. So I'm everybody. Now I understand myself. The war is going on there. Everybody's fighting everybody on there. Think about what I'm telling you. To God, a wounded child is unacceptable. You can't stay sick. Or you'll never be a healer. And you need to be a healer. Come on, look at the person next to you and say, be healed. Say that to them. Say, Be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 10 o'clock. We also have what we call School of the Bible on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.